Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Content Experience Show podcast. My name is Anna Harak from Convince and Convert, and I am here with the always amazing Randy Frisch from Uberflip. We had a fantastic guest on today, and I know we say that a lot, but this one is a little bit different. Now, all of you out there go to conferences or you've attended conferences in the past, and there's always this sort of magical thing that happens where you go and you attend this perfectly polished event with these amazing speakers, with wonderful lineups. But what we actually got to do today is talk to the person who is in charge of putting those lineups together it is Emma Pierce, head of event content for SaaS Talk. And she had some great tips and tricks. It's a little bit different today, but it really gave a lot of great perspective into how all this amazing content comes together on this massive day. I don't know, Randy, especially coming from Connex and putting that together with your team, with you know, Convince and Convert as part of that as well, it was really eye-opening. Yeah. I, I mean, Emma was amazing. And we got to give her credit because I... I think she was a little nervous going into this podcast as to, is she the right type of guest? She and didn't as much, really know why we wanted to talk to her. We're like, no, 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 we want to talk to you. But Anna, this is why you and I are visionaries. We, <laughs> we had this idea that when we go to events, we ignore the fact that it is all content and it is an opportunity for us to leverage that content year round. Uh, you know, one of the campaigns that we do here with all the content is we run this thing called remix your content. So we take like all the talks uh, from our Connex event that happens in the summer and we create, they're, they're like two minute trailers that are kind of cool and edgy of each speaker who is on stage and we release them throughout the year. So we'll do like a dozen of them, but it's feeding our content calendar through the year. And I think that's what a lot of us kind of lose track of when we're debating, should we run an event you know, or we're running an event and we're not seeing ROI from the event. It's like, we need to see ROI all year round. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it, Jay talks about this a lot where, you know, an event isn't just one day. An event really should be a 365 day event if you're doing it right. And that's, Emma proved that perfectly. I mean, they're running so many events right now. I don't even know how she keeps it together, but they're literally in constant planning mode and constantly putting those pieces together and constantly creating that content for those conferences. And even the day of, she has a great story about, you know, rearranging the pieces and, and doing that puzzle while the edges are constantly moving. It's nuts how much yeah. goes into it. I feel like we could have done a whole second podcast on, you know, how she balances the number of events that she's executing. But, you know, you'll, you'll get a vibe from that as you listen to this. Let's roll this latest week's episode right now. Hey, Emma, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast. I know when we first reached out to you, you were like, I don't really create content. Don't you want to talk to our content marketer? And I was like, no, I want to talk to you and I want to hear about how you put together 
killer lineups for SaaS stock. So to help everyone, first of all, understand what is ahead of event content. And second of all, what is SaaS stock? Sure. Well, thank you guys um, so much for, for having me today. And yeah, you're right. I sort of got a bit confused between content marketing um, and event content. I think, you know, that's uh, it's good to, to clarify what is ahead of event content because I often get confused with a content marketer. So for me to confuse myself with one is, um, you know, a new a new high point in, uh, in my career. <laughs> you're like, so- do you really want to talk to me? I'm like, no, I really want to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, so what is event content um, for sure? So, essentially, we are a kind of a hybrid between research, strategy, copywriting, um, and what we like to call in in the industry speaker acquisition. So, kind of when we think about content, you know, I often make the argument that, that the role of content is kind of the voice of the industry. So, so what we do is kind of conduct extensive market research to really sort of get under the skin of issues that matter to our delegates and translate these into actionable learnings, fun formats, and of course, you know, the insightful agendas. What we do at SASDOC is, is bring the best and brightest speakers from across the global SAS ecosystem and work with them to deliver their expertise in a way that, you know, translates to the stage and ensures that our delegates leave, you know, um, amazed, but also equipped with the kind of knowledge that, that helps them meet their objectives. So I, I love that line that you started with, which is voice of the industry. It just kind of stuck with me through that whole concept. And and I think that's a a really interesting way to think about content. Think about when you bring a speaker or a guest post, we could extend this to if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to figure out, you know, like I don't run an event, how is this applicable to me? It's how do we bring different perspectives that can kind of capture the industry. And I'm wondering how you do that. Emma, you know, SaaS stock, as you said, it's it's the best of SaaS, but there are SaaS platforms for marketing, which we all know as marketers, but there's also SaaS platforms for billing. There's SaaS platforms for, uh, you know, customer success. There's SaaS platforms for just communication. How do you kind of bring people together in a way with topics that, that cover everyone's interest in such a broad topic? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a really good question. And and yeah, I think SaaS is, is one of those, the ones that you look at it and you could think that there's so much divergence in in the types of, of companies. But I think the kind of key is, is if you think about the, the people in the organizations, you know, if you're sort of operating, um, you know, you can be quite platform or industry vertical agnostic, yet you can still be struggling with the same issues. For us, um, as a content department, you know, we, we research with, you know, literally hundreds of SaaS practitioners, you know, right from the sort of um, unicorn CEOs, right down to, you know, the kind of marketing execs and, you know, the, the founders, two guys in a, in a coffee shop still looking for, for seed funding. And what, you know, the, the kind of the, the interesting thing about content uh, research and insight is to try and draw those commonalities to pull out the kind of the common challenges, opportunities, pain points and, and points, I suppose, of, of growth and of love and bring those together. In, in you know a, a kind of cohesive kind of way um, for for the stage, um, what we're doing this year at Sastock that's a little bit different to to last year um, is actually we're going to launch uh, ten key industry themes that have come out of you know those months and months of research that we we undertake, and those kind of themes are the ones that we see sort of resonate you know across people's um, ARR, so like 
you know, it might be, you might be billing a hundred mil, you might be be billing, gosh, you could be billing sort of zero. And, you know, the, you still have challenges of things to do with like product market fit, sales. I um, mean, you know, there's loads and loads of different commonalities, if that's uh, not too confusing a term that we sort of draw to draw together through, through really sort of, yeah, voice of the industry. You know, we get, get on the phone to people, figure out, you know, what makes them tick, what keeps them up at night and, and then draw those, those parallels and translate that into, into insight of, you know, the agenda and also who you want to hear from to, to help you, you know, wrestle those challenges or uncover those opportunities. Nice. So you kind of get that voice of the industry going and you kind of wrangle exactly what people want to hear. Where do you even start? Because there is so much content around events. I mean, there's everything, you know, from you already mentioned from the speaker lineups all the way to, you know, pre-event content to even when people are there, there's event happening uh, or there's content happening at the event, you know, and post-event, like how do you even start to wrangle how to shape all of this and the lineups and the content around everything? Like how does that even start to take form? It's an, it's an art form. Um, I yeah. think, you know, it's, <laughs> it's definitely something that, that, you know, you kind of, when you when you first start out in 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 the job, I think you know. For me, when I first started out in the job, I was kind of like, you know, how do you, what do you even do? Like, there's so much. Like, how how can you possibly kind of get your your head around it? And it's it's sort of like a learned intuition. I think the more and more you kind of engage with the ecosystem, understand like, okay, look, I'm I'm seeing you know key themes, challenges, etc. Kind of come together. Um, you know, the more you get a sense of, all right, so these are the the kind of top issues um, that you know we need to to flag. Let's say you know a day one main stage, four thousand people in the audience speech to other things where you can go, well, look, you know, actually, will a twenty minute stand up presentation be be the correct format for this, or is it a kind of you know we want to do like a masterclass on site we have our SAS city workshops you know uh, the day before um, or is it something that's better served by you know actually sort of getting getting a blog post or you know we know we do our podcast as well our SAS uh, revolutionaries podcast headed um, by our CEO Alex Thuma and you know I think there's I'd love to be able to give you a really easy answer for this but I think there isn't one and there is a lot of kind of learned learned intuition but but really it's about being able to make that judgment call based on what the market is telling you. And I think that's a really important thing that that a lot of content people, you know, certainly in events sometimes miss is that you're, you're not the content creator, you're the content curator. Um, and I think that's a really important distinction. You know, I'm not there to be, you know, the foremost expert in, in SaaS, like, when you work in content, you get pretty expert pretty fast because you're speaking to amazing people who are at the top of their game. But your role is to to curate that and to to put that into a format that's going to work for your delegates, not to not to sort of be the the industry expert. The industry that you're an expert in is is how to create amazing content for events. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I from honestly, even just listening to you talk. It sounds like to me, I kept picturing this jigsaw puzzle with like constantly moving edges where it's like you're constantly trying to put something together and make this complete picture, but the the pieces keep changing. But I love what you just said about being the content curator and bringing the best to an industry. I think that's really powerful. And um, I hadn't actually thought of it before, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're so right with a jigsaw puzzle as well. And the pieces change, you know, sometimes even on the day. So yeah, you've got to be a sort of master, master puzzler to, to you know, you've got to be prepared. 
That's the worst. So we do, and I think you know that um, Convince and Convert and Uberflip kind of partner together and we do a in-event experience called Connex, which is happens in the summer in Toronto. Uh, and this past year we had extreme drama where our true keynote, like we're, we're all keynote pretty much, but our final keynote speaker contacted us that morning and said, I'm not going to make it. Right. And he was like, you know, the guy who tied in the theme and everything and it was legit, but the drama going on, you know, to backfill, you know, that anchor spot is, is something that, uh, you know, it feels, it feels like, you know, the world's about to explode. Right. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've had once somebody um, whose private jet was stuck in Paris um, and was supposed to be on, um, you know, the the main stage at one of my one of my content events. And it was me, three phones, my laptop, me speaking to PR people, going, "Can you move your speaker up here? Like, can you please come to the yeah. speaker loud?" Calling the moderator, going, "We're like, you know, we're changing all the times." Calling, you know, the guys who are backstage, going, "Can you update all the signage and send push notifications in the app?" Like it's, you know, it's and, a, it's a whirlwind. Meanwhile, you're probably like swearing to the guy being like, get on a fucking commercial flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, you're thinking it maybe, but, but you, yeah, you know, you've got to, you, somebody's, somebody's private jet could give you a ride back on the private jet. You never know. Gotta be nice, eh? Sure. All right. I, I want to get more stories. I want to, you know, hit you with a couple more challenges, but we're going to take a short break here on the podcast hear from some of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Emma to talk about how we leverage all this content from events. Hi, friends. This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at Convince and Convert. Hey everyone, Anna here. I have another free report that you are going to love. Find out how you can boost your Instagram likes, views, and visitors in 2019 with Convincing Converts brand new research on Instagram for tourism marketing. And it's not just for tourism marketers. Everybody is going to love this. There's great examples. There's amazing data. So get your free copy now at bit.ly slash Instagram for tours. Again, that's bit.ly slash Instagram for tours. All right, Emma. So I, I've got more of a personal question that I need to ask because I'm trying to figure out the lineup for the event that I talked about coming up this summer. And one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is as our event has grown, and I know Sasak has grown with a great following, we're able to get amazing speakers now, right? But sometimes we get feedback from, from our audience saying, I want some of the up and comers too. I want some of the people who I've never never heard of, but are going to come on the stage and just kind of like knock it out of the park. And I didn't expect it. How do you balance on your end, you know, pulling in these amazing names that people, you know, 
fly out to sea and injecting kind of those surprises? Yeah, really, a really good question. There's so many different ways I think you can do that, that, that maybe it's best for me just to talk about, you know, what we're doing at, at SAS stock to, to kind of accommodate, like you said, some of the, the up-and-comers, up and the, the ones that, you know, you need to know before you know that you need to know. Um, and the way we are structuring that at SAS stock, and, and you know, this is not, you know, there is no one rope formula to, to do it, but I'm, I'm just going to talk you through what, what we're doing, is that we split our stages. So we have four stages, five if you count our um, startup competition stage as well. So I should give that a shout out because my uh, startup program manager would, would be very upset with me if I didn't. Um, but we have four separate stages at, at Sastock and we and we sort of split these by the recurring revenue of, of the company. So at Sastock, our mission statement is to help companies gain traction grow and scale their companies and as you can probably imagine those are the names of our stages and so when you're thinking about kind of the traction element of it which like I said you know it's a little bit more those two guys in the coffee shop sort of billing under billing under a mill in ARR those up-and-comers the the ones who either have got some really cool investors that are really interesting have a great story or you can just you know you get it like I said it's an intuitive as well you get a sense that you speak to these people and you're like you are going to be the next revolute some of that you know we curate some of that on on that stage because that's the one where we can you know more signpost that we're going to give that platform to the up-and-comers because when you think about structuring for for delegates you know we want to be able to, to signpost like right I'm here I'm the product manager of a 10 mil ARR SaaS company like there are specific objectives I need to achieve with this event. So there's specific content objectives I want to achieve. I need to know, like, I'm planning my day, you know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, really organized, I'm planning my day like a week, two weeks in advance of, of the event. So you want to be able to go, right, okay, like Monday morning, I need to see these two hours of content. Tuesday afternoon, I need to have investor meetings. Like Wednesday, I need to be really drunk at all the parties. <laughs> that kind of signposting for us of like going, okay, actually, here's like some of our more unconventional either formats or um, companies. It, it works. It works well just to sort of manage expectations, I suppose. But then in terms of, of kind of thinking about, you know, well, how do we how do we get sort of speakers who are going to be surprising on, on other stages? Um, so they might not necessarily be like the companies. You may have heard of the companies, but you might go, okay, you know what? We're not going to get the, the CEO of company X. We're actually going to go like a level down and get the, the VP of sales, VP of marketing. And, you know, those, those are the sort of people that can come into either a panel or take a presentation or, or sort of moderate something or do something, you know, different and exciting that, you know, you've heard of the company, but maybe you've not heard of the person but once you as the content curator kind of speak to that person on the phone you kind of get feedback from your community of like this is the this is the one right they don't speak at many events but like when you hear them like they floor you those are the guys that you want to kind of pepper into to want to your sort of more your sort of larger lineup stages because that way you can still sort of surprise and and delight your your customer but without it necessarily being I'm going to throw a a you know a two-man coffee shop on one mil ARR speaker up with the CTO of Slack, you know, that's not going to work. But there's, you know, there's lots of different ways you, you can approach it. And that's just some of my my thoughts on, on what we're doing. Nice. It sounds like a lot of balance, a lot of sort of, like you mentioned, peppering in and, and that's uh, that balance. Again, that balance, I think, you know, we were chit-chatting ch- ch- about it on the break, but it there's so much that goes into it. I've, it shocks me every time 
that when you see this beautiful final polished conference or this event that you just don't realize how much goes into it. And like that, that exactly again, going back to the moving jigsaw puzzle where, you know, you're constantly trying to fit those pieces in perfectly as those pieces are changing to the day. It's just insane. The other thing that, you know, I'd love to chat to you about is so, okay, there's the event and that's what everybody comes for. It's sort of the grand, the grand presentation, right? But there's so much more content that happens besides just that one day, right? And, and of course, on your end too, there's, there's post-engagement, there's pre-engagement. I mean, there's this whole continuum where people just kind of focus on that one day. How do you take all of this amazing content that you've spent the entire year curating and putting into this perfect lineup and then getting more out of it because there there has to be more to just that that one day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think you're you're quite right. You know, there's there's so so much. So for us, like at Sastock 2018, we launched our so we film we film everything, uh, record everything, um, not just for posterity, but of course, you know, for for information and, and commercial usage. And we launched our SaaS stock on demand platform, which is kind of our, our live platform. I always think about it like a Facebook live streaming, right? Where you can log in at the back end and, you know, you couldn't make the event, but you can still buy a pass to, to watch um, the content. So we had, you know, we had people speaking who were like, my mom really wants to watch me speak. Like, can she please get a pass to the, the live stream? That's um, and Just, you know, you know that's my, my grandma came to one of our events because she wanted to hear me speak. So that's cute. These are important things. These are important. You know, your grandma needs to to see you in your element. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was probably the smartest one in the audience. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've had people's fathers-in-law and stuff turn up to events. It's super nice. Um, Yeah, my mum and dad have have yet to come and watch me speak at an event. So, you know, if you're out there, mum and dad, you're listening to this, you're doing a terrible job. But no, what was I saying? Um, So, yeah, we have that platform. You can do that on demand, but also you get post-event access to it, right? So, you, you know, you if you spoke at the event or you, I believe if you attended uh, the event, you know, you can access that, you know, for the rest of the year, right? So you've got a, oh gosh, you know, I loved the speech by, by Cal Henderson from, from Slack, you know, really interesting insights in there, but you know what, I've lost my notepad or like drop my phone in water. Well, you can watch it again. You can capture that presentation and, you know, get those slides and, and, you know, have, have that as a repository. So that's for like the delegates and the people that want to attend. I think we were talking about this before of like, for there's always a fine art in terms of, you know, the slide distribution. You know, what we love our speakers to do that's so important is they create fresh content for our event. You know, we don't accept content that's been published anywhere else. We don't accept content that you can just see on somebody's website, you know, we we really work with our speakers to make sure what they're doing is tailor-made for SaaS stock. But in that sense, sometimes you have people with, you know, their IP where they don't, you know, they're happy to present slides with data points or whatever, um, you know, at an event. But in terms of that slide distribution, they need a bit of cool off time or, or whatever that might look like to be able to kind of revise their deck, make sure they take out any sensitive information. And so there's always that kind of tightrope walk between the immediacy of wanting to be able to go, oh, you've just watched, you know, Emma's presentation uh, on curating content for events. Like you want to be able to give that person my presentation straight away, but I might be there going, well, actually, look, I, I, I need to change two or three slides. So there's always that that difficulty in terms of capturing the the on-site information and making it readily available to use kind of post-event. And then, you know, this is where I guess kind of fits in more 
with what we were talking about before that my content marketers um so that the head of content marketing you know will also use you know all of those data points those commonalities everything we were talking about before to kind of curate things like post event you know very targeted like segmented like post event communications for just for knowledge and and knowledge purposes you know we want to be able to go okay here's five key insights from from SAS doc that like we captured we also have our you know our community is so engaged that you know everybody post event is you know on LinkedIn on Twitter etc like posting all of their you know what they loved about SAS doc what they found out who they enjoyed um, hearing from so one of the great things about being an events organizer is that you know once you get you know a, a foothold in a community and, and they love you they want to do that because you know all of the information that you've curated has helped them and they want to share that with their network so it's almost you know a, a never-ending kind of not quite Chinese whispers, but you know what I mean, that sort of never ending, like rolling ball of, of people coming up with new things that they learned at the event. And that sort of feeds through, certainly for the few months after the event, but you know, you still see things, you know, I still see things now coming up where people are saying, oh yeah, that presentation I saw at Sastock, or those people I met, or that meeting I had, or that party I went to, you know, it kind of is a you know, a virtuous circle, I think is the word I was looking for of, 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 of content, both community driven and, and driven by us. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, putting together these events is, as you would know, and, and anyone listening who's gone to these can imagine, you know, it, it takes a full year to, to execute the event one day. And as a result, we want it to continue for that year to come. We had, you know, at Uberflip, when we put on Connex, we actually view it as an opportunity to build content for that whole year to come. Obviously, the as, as you touched on a lot of the recordings, the ones we can use, but we even leverage all the people who are there to do interviews and build case studies and you know do customer testimonials if any of our customers come. So you know we pull a lot of that extra. There's a lot of other content being created, not just for the event in our case, but to fuel the year to come. Uh, and we do a whole bunch of cool series. So I think you know, there's a lot that, that content marketers can kind of learn about the opportunity to leverage content coming out of these events. And you know, Emma, I, I couldn't be more appreciative. Just remind us when, it, when and where is the next Sasta? Oh, the next Sastock. Um, so we have our flagship event, um, which is going to be 4,000 um, SAS founders, executives and investors in Dublin on the 14th to 16th of October. But actually Sastock on a little bit of a global mission to take over the world um, in 2019. Nice. The next event that Sastock will be curating is going to be our Latin American event, um, which is going to be in Sao Paulo in April, the 23rd to 25th. And then just in case you guys are thinking I've got a really easy, chilled out year ahead of me, you might be mistaken in thinking that because then we are in Asia in Hong Kong, May the 14th to 16th. Then we'll be in New York for our East Coast event, June the 4th to 6th. Then we get a nice little break for the summer, you know, no, no, a <laughs> couple of months off. And then we're back uh, in San Francisco for our West Coast event, September 10th to 12th. I mentioned the flagship in October and then closing out the year, December 4th to 6th uh, in, in Sydney uh, for our Australasia event. Wow. So I'm, I'm just going to hang out with you and I'll see the world. And, you know, I'm always happy to speak at the same time so I can justify it. But <laughs> sounds like you have a busy schedule ahead. I, I'm so appreciative for you taking the time to chat with us. We're going to keep you around just after this short break because we got to know the, the work study. I got a fun question lined up to get to know the behind the scenes. 
of Emma. Oh, gosh. So stick around here on Connex. All right, Emma, so we have you for just another minute or two and you put together events and you get to bring out these amazing SaaS leaders, but we wanna get to know what you're interested about behind the scenes. So if you had the opportunity to bring like your secret, you know, the person that you admire the most, I was gonna say your secret admirer, that sounds a little like single white. You know, that person you admire, the person you'd love to put on a stage and be able to hang out with backstage, even if it wasn't a SaaS leader, it, it's probably outside of there. It ties to your personal interest. Who is that person and why would you choose that person? So I actually did it. I used to run an event called Money 2020, a financial services event. And I brought a world-famous um, behavioral economist, Dan Ariely, um, who wrote the, the book Predictably Irrational, which is, uh, you know, if any nerds out there are, are interested in, in uncovering kind of the motivations of why we do things that we don't understand why we're doing them, definitely encourage you to, to read Dan's book. Yeah, I actually, I brought him to the stage for, for that event. Um, I did a fireside chat with him. And, you know, when you're just like a little bit of a, like, a, a little bit like starstruck. I know it's not me like going, oh, yeah, I met like a famous musician or actor. I was just pretty starstruck by um, an academic whose work I think is really amazing. So a little bit of a sad, um, nerdy answer, but but there you go. That's, uh, that's who I am as a person. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it. It shows your true colors. All right. And I'm curious who yours would be. Oh, man, this one's hard. So also, Emma, real quick, I think that's amazing. Um, I'm totally into all the behavioral science stuff. I think that's that's awesome. I, I would have to go the celebrity route. I'm oddly obsessed with Iggy Pop. I think he's fascinating in like every way. Like I would just like go like put him on stage and he would just he would do whatever he wanted to do. There would be no rules, no script, and it would still be entertaining. I love it. I, I just love mostly it. I just want to see what he would do. That's fair. That's fair. It's it's that, you know, what's going to happen? The, yeah. the unknown. Yeah. I like it. I what like about it. you? For me, I, you know, I was thinking about it as I asked the question because I'm like, shit, it's going to be turned on me next. So I'm going to, you know, I've always thought, and I'm not, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I would love to hang backstage with Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. You know, like that guy just seems like he's probably got the craziest stories. Yeah, the easy answer would be like LeBron James because yeah, but no, I want like to hear about Shaq's life behind stage, and I bet you he would just entertain an audience probably without even script, right? I mean, he's just—I think that guy's hilarious. Anyhow, that's just a random one. I haven't thought about it until now. Anyways, Emma, this has been so much fun. Uh, you know, I definitely hope I get to SAS talk. I'm going to put that on you to get me on stage to make it happen. But it, it sounds like an amazing event, amazing audiences. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our audience will find their time to get to one of those many trips you have coming up for 2019. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please check out all of our other episodes. Uh, you can go to Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. You can go to the Convince and Convert site, the Uberflip site. And when you do and you have those opportunities, leave us feedback. Until next time, on behalf of Anna, I'm Randy. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.